According to the Harvard Business Review, change management as a recognized discipline has been in existence for over half a century. Yet despite the huge investment that companies have made in tools and training, most studies show a 60 to 70% failure rate for organizational change projects. With me to discuss is Mike Straw, one of the authors of The Little Black Book of Change. Well, Mike, first of all, why do so many companies fail when it comes to change? The basic approach that everyone takes is to look at the processes, look at the systems, look at the methodologies and approach it from that perspective. And they completely disregard or ignore people's uh, frame of reference, their views, their mindset, their attitude and behaviours. And I think it's not that they don't know those are there, it's just that they have no access to how do you predictably and consistently manage to shift the way that people are thinking what they believe is possible and their aspirations for the future. And I think it's that one element that proves decisive on all of the efforts that people do. How do you assess a company to know if change is needed and you know what they're doing wrong? In this day and age, change is always needed. The next impossible thing will happen in any organisation or any industry. And the question is whether your organisation is the one that will invent it or another one will. And I think everyone's chasing that holy grail. If you sit in different boardrooms of different organisations, they're all wanting to do roughly similar things. And then it's left down to the people and whether they're quicker than the other people. And that's really all about mindsets, attitudes and behaviour. So I think how you assess it in effect is how free are people to really embrace whatever new change comes along. Have they got a real capacity to be very, very ambitious? Because I think most people look at what they've done historically and then based on that decide what's possible in the future, which kind of kills all kind of innovation. And then lastly, whether they've actually got the capability to actually implement what they come up with. So you say it's an ongoing process, and I imagine there's not a one-size-fits-all for every single company, but talk me through the basics of transformational change. You've got to have people conceive or even consider a very, very big ambition. Everyone wants high performance. You don't get high performance by playing small, so you've got to conceive something huge. And if you imagine you lived in a block of flats, and you lived in the middle and you say to someone, oh, what do you really want? They say, well, I'd like to live at the top of the block of flats so I can overlook the city and all that sort of stuff. They'd say, yeah, but if you could have that, what do you really want? Most people would say, well, actually, I don't want to live in a block of flats. I want a house by the garden, by the sea, maybe. So by definition, most people commit to what they think they can accomplish, all based on history. Okay, so give me an example in a real-life situation. One of the first internet credit card companies, they had a measure in the business, which was that one of their key performances was how many people go on the website and get a credit card. And it was tracking at about 40%. It had been tracking for a number of years at that figure, and they couldn't seem to move the needle on it. They went through this process, and one of the things they discovered is actually they were focusing on getting to 40% when what they actually wanted was to get up to 90, 100% of people coming on the internet and getting the credit card. That was considered impossible by the organisation. They then went through this process and what they started to do was identify why is this impossible? And the stuff that they recognised was people already had a credit card, they already had debt on it. So they were the company that first invented, well if um, zero balance transfers. Now their market capitalisation went through the roof and that was sort of the the essence of them to believing in something that was most people would think was impossible. So seven practical steps, that's what your book suggests. Talk me through these. The first one is you've got to get people to let go of the past, the way things have been done. The second step is you've got to get this notion of really committing to something you may not know how to achieve, like a real breakthrough. Now the top of organisations are good at that, but in the lower levels they don't see that as their idea of a good time necessarily. So you've got to have the organisation really commit to something that could be a real breakthrough. The third one is you've got to articulate that very clearly. 
The fourth one is you've got to then start to get people aligned, all the players aligned with that vision and that goal. The fifth step is you've got to then cut through the DNA. So if you th think about it, people commit to things. You know, we're at February time. This is where all people who have committed to getting very, very thin over Christmas are now breaking their rules and not going to the gym so much and all that. So there is a DNA, and this is the fifth one, where the DNA of an organisation cuts in. It's like a gravitational pull back to normality. That kicks in. The sixth one is you've got to help the organisation be totally future focused in every conversation they have, in every corridor, in every cooler, everywhere. And then the seventh one is that you've got to um, be brilliant overcoming the inevitable setbacks because the more ambitious you are the more setbacks you're going to have. And I think for a lot of leaders one of the main challenges is to understand the millennial mindset so what does this add to the mix? One you've got the millennials coming in who can be instant experts at a lot of things very very quickly but also really want to learn and you've got an organisation that's quite destabled where the senior guys they don't want to fit the millennials in their shoes because they don't want to lose that bit but the millennials also need to learn stuff so I think you actually need both sides to be able to recognise the brilliance in each other. And overall I think all these sort of things to make change possible will definitely require a different mindset for management. Yeah. So what sort of things are we looking at here? The days of being able to just tell everyone is, is long gone. So the, the ability to tune in and get people on board is critical. Being good and okay with ambiguity and things not going the way you wanted them to. And being able to be flight of foot so you can turn on a sixpence and adapt to any situation. You, know, you, you just need to read the news of organisations that have um, suddenly change their strategy and you know there's a lovely phrase coined which was like um, there's a fine line between your experience you have and all the baggage you hold about it and I think that's they've got to handle that.